St. Paul has just a striking line in the second reading. And as I was praying with these readings this week, I kept wanting to go talk about the parable of the, the two sons because, I mean, it's such an awesome parable. And it's one of my favorite things to meditate on. But this line kept inserting itself into my prayer. Whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Whoever is in Christ is a new creation. We live in an old world. We live in a world that is weary, that is not alive, and yet desperately wants to be so. How many of us, how many, especially students out here uh, in College Park, are constantly seeking to feel alive? We long for that. We long to be alive within us, to find the new experience that is going to enable us to truly have that taste of what life really is. But what happens when we pursue it out in the world? We find ourselves in the same position as the younger son. We think we are alive, but we are dead inside. We find ourselves low and stale and bitter. And yet we have to put on this facade lest people think that we're not alive. We have to constantly pursue whatever the next thing is because maybe that will be the thing that makes me feel alive. Whoever is in Christ is a new creation. I had a professor in seminary who said to us, when you live in the Holy Spirit, you are younger. You are constantly young. You are constantly new. Because when you live in the Holy Spirit, that profound and tremendous love dwells within you and you live a new life. You have truly become a new creation and everything is fresh and beautiful. And even if we live mediocre by worldly standard lives, even if we live very normal lives, even if we have nothing exciting about our lives, there is some tremendous adventure that is present in our hearts that constantly keeps us young. He went on to say, nothing is as stale or as old as a heresy. Nothing is as stale or as old as a fleeting pleasure. We think those things are going to make us alive. But it's by staying close to the Holy Spirit, dwelling with God, that we truly find life. So my favorite saint quotes, but St. Irenaeus of Lyon says, the glory of God is man fully alive. God doesn't desire us for any end of his own. God desires us in order that we might be fully alive. He made us to be alive. He made all the things of this world to be alive, to live, to fulfill their potential. And he did the same with us. And then he sees us pursuing things that make us dead inside. And he lets us do it because he gave us freedom. Just as the father in the gospel lets his son pursue those things that keep us from him. But then he is always waiting, always calling, always seeking to bring us back to himself. To find where true life, true life can be found. Brothers and sisters, there are men and women who live in cloistered monasteries and convents, who have nothing of worldly experiences, 
who live very boring, ostensibly lives, who do not have the newest things, who do not go on the most exciting trips or experience the most exciting things, whose lives are endless repetition. And yet they live more exciting and beautiful and deep lives than us because their entire life is plunging into the mystery of the tremendous love of God, a mystery that can never grow stale, that can never grow old, that is eternally young and eternally fruitful and eternally satisfying. We are made for that. We are made for that adventure, that adventure of the spiritual life, which brings us into this deep and lasting satisfaction, which fulfills that yearning we have within us for true life, for deep life, for real life. And in order for us to live that life, we need to do two things. We have to listen to what St. Paul says in the second reading. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. We need to return to him and beg his mercy and receive his love again, just as the father gave his love to his two sons who kept themselves away from him. And so reconciliation, the sacrament of reconciliation in particular, but a general turning of our heart and asking the Lord to convert us is essential for us to be truly alive. But then the second thing we need to do, which is just as essential, is we need to live with the Father. I think it's a particularly appropriate aspect of Jesus' analogy that that life with the Father is one of celebration. It's, we see it, we feel it in the gospel. Even when we're out there with the older son who's pouting outside, we can hear the music inside. We can see the joy. And to live with the Father means a life of prayer, fundamentally. How can we not live with someone, or how can we live with someone who we don't meet regularly? St. Francis de Sales says that every Christian should pray half an hour a day, The busy Christian should pray an hour a day. I think it's so true. We are not too busy for the most important thing in our lives, which is that relationship with God. That is literally the thing which gives us true life. If you were struggling with some sort of difficult disease or some sort of thing that was keeping you from from living fully, you would make time to go to the doctor. You would make time for the treatments, for the physical therapy, whatever it is, in order to get you back alive. Because it's essential for being physically healthy. How much more so is it important for us to set time aside, to plunge into this adventure that God invites us to? It is literally what brings us life, and life in the deepest sense. And yet we push it off as something like, okay, I guess I'll pray a little bit before I go to bed, you know? No. Deep and lasting prayer. That's what the Lord is calling us to. Setting it aside in our calendar, setting it aside each day, and saying, Lord, I'm going to spend 20 or 30 or 40 minutes quiet trying to talk to you from my heart. Because that's where true life is found. Those monks and those nuns who do nothing but pray for most of their day, they know the secret of true life.
They know what it means when St. Paul says that whoever is in Christ is a new creation. And the joy that they live is the joy that each of us is called to receive.